I hit this button. Okay, there's something recording. And then I go over here. Hey everybody, this is show 159 and we've been recording for half an hour and I don't think we actually recorded it. Now, it's possible that it is recording somewhere, I just can't find it on my desktop, in which case this is going to be the best show ever, but if not, we just now started a new show because I screwed up. This is uh, Just Be Cousins, I'm Jason Mark, here's Joe Neal, he's my cousin, he's my brother from another mother but the same grandmother, and I have no idea if we can talk as brilliantly as we just did. I'm so upset. Joe. <laughs> this is a first. Uh, no, no, we lost a show once before, remember? Yes, we have lost a show, I forgot. That was a couple years ago. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> oh, man, you sound so bummed. I just, I, I felt so good about what was happening. I felt so... Like we were doing, I was making, uh, we were talking such shit. Do you want to try we to redo it? We were having some fun, but. Do you want to try almost, to redo it? What were we talking about? No. What do we start off with? I started off with this. I yeah. was talking like this and I was like, what is this voice? I don't even understand what I'm doing. And then you were like, well, that's Harry Carey. That's uh, that's Will Ferrell doing Harry Carey. And I yeah. was like, oh, I thought it was uh, Charles Nelson Riley. And then you were like, no, Charles Nelson Riley's like, okay, I'm on Hollywood Squares, and I just got the wrong answer again. Yeah. Which is kind of, you know, I just end up doing a bunch of silly voices. Yeah. And I, I was talking about how Charles Nelson Riley, oh, wasn't he on, on the match game? It turns out he wasn't. Was he on To Tell the Truth? No. Was he on Hollywood Squares? Old school shows. Yeah, but he was on the match game. Yeah. And then... Well, and, and then I, I guess that the last thing we were talking about before you before you realized that we hadn't been recording for like, I don't know, 20 minutes or a half hour or something. Yeah. Uh, you were breaking down this thing that you wanted to do that had to do kind of with obscure references. Yeah. But didn't we talk because about we something? We make obscure references all the time, including, look, if there's any millennials or G Gen Zers listening to this and we bring up. Even if we bring up Harry Carey or Charles Nelson yeah. Riley, it's like, okay, boomer. Yeah. You know, even though we're not boomers, right. we're, we're Xers, right? right? Aren't we uh, Xers? Yeah, we are. And they can say, okay, Xer. But what were we talking yeah. about before that? Like after Charles Nelson Riley, Harry Carey, and I want you to do that voice because that was great. And you've been irritating your wife with it. We moved yeah. on to something else. And then I, what else was it? Because it was good. Well, let me let me just jump into this because at the butt cleavage of Don. Yeah. I, it's one of those moments, it takes me a little while for my brain to warm up, and it's one of those moments, and I have four or five of them a day, yep. where I, I really, I catch myself, do you, do you ever just feel dumb, like where you can feel it almost like a, as a physical state, that you're dumb? Yeah, can I give you, you probably you probably don't have that problem. I do. But I can do. I can I tell you real quick? I'll try to make this quick to tell you how much I know about that. A couple of days ago, um, my laptop I put in the password. It didn't work, and it didn't work, and okay. I didn't know what was wrong. And so I had to take it to IT, um, and I went to the wrong location. I didn't know I was at the wrong location. I needed an adapter. I borrowed the adapter that it didn't work. So I went back the next day to the location I was supposed to be at, found out I didn't need the adapter or I had one on my computer. 
And then I was in the wrong location again. Where I had been yesterday was where I needed to be today and vice versa. So I went to the other location and the guy fixed my laptop and I got a new password. And then yesterday, yesterday, I wasn't really thinking. I logged in my laptop and I realized I was logging in with my old password. And the mistake I'd made two days before was one letter. I, for some reason, was just typing one letter. I could not remember because, you know, you type your passwords in by muscle memory a lot of times. I, I could not remember what I was doing wrong. And when I realized that, I felt so stupid. I just like, oh, God, I'm just I'm dumb. I'm so dumb. It's like when you get on an elevator and, and you want to go to the upper parking. Or no, you get on an elevator and you want to go up. So instead of pressing five, you press the up button, but turns out UP stands for upper parking. So you actually go down. It's like, oh, yeah. well, <laughs> or when you forget one, to record for 30 fucking minutes, your podcast at five in the butt crack of dawn morning. Oh, I feel stupid. Well, see, when you feel dumb, you're catching yourself making a mistake. And, and so you're like, oh, look at that. That was stupid. But what I'm talking about is not recognizing that you have recently just been dumb. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about I have moments where I feel dumb. Like, <laughs> I feel dumb. There's no real evidence. Mm -hmm. I, like, for instance, this will happen a lot when I'm driving. Feeling dumb is almost like the – it's like the opposite of trying to meditate. You're, you're trying not to meditate but you are meditating because you're stuck in not concentrating, basically. Um, that, that's a very that's very, very poor example. I'm I think I know what you mean. Right like, like if you're driving down the road and you're thinking about toothpicks and you're like, toothpicks? Like, why? Who who thought of that? And you're like, you're thinking about it really deeply, like it, like deeply. And you miss that there's a fire going on and somebody cuts you off and you know, uh, aliens are having sex with um, doorknobs and you, you miss all that because you're thinking about, of all things, fucking toothpicks. It's like you're just, that's dumb. Like that? Well, if, uh, let me see if I can if I can explain this because it happens to me quite a bit. And it happened to me when we were recording, when we were not recording and we thought we were recording the show. Yeah. I, I had this moment. So okay. basic meditation as I understand it, and I've, I've done a little bit of this, it's where you're kind of just w like – recognizing your thoughts and feelings and letting them go and just not judging them. Yeah. Well, when I feel dumb, I suddenly realize that I'm, I'm not thinking at all. I'm not recognizing anything. Mm -hmm. And then I, and then I realize that I, I can't right now. In fact, maybe that's the only thought that I can hold on to. And that's a tough one to hold on to too. Mm -hmm. And, and there's a feeling behind it of just, <laughs> and, and I realize <laughs> I'm kind of at peace, except then it suddenly becomes disturbing. And then I feel like I've got a really dumb, like slack jaw look on yeah. my face, too. I bet yeah. that realization comes flooding in, too. It's, it's feeling dumb. And sometimes when you're trying to explain something to me. It's <laughs> I I will feel dumb because I'm not I suddenly my brain will shut down. And this is not because what you're saying is boring. It's because I'm at the moment incapable of processing information. I think and it's, a you're being... it's peaceful, but <laughs> it's it's also disturbing when I realize that it's happening. I think so. that you're being very nice to say that it's not because I'm boring, because, Joe, I've seen that look in other people's eyes when I'm going off on some really stupid tear. 
And they're just looking at me like, uh. and they're not. Yeah, they're, maybe they're a little bit at peace. I've I've droned them out. Or maybe it's this, you know, Seinfeld has a joke um, where he goes, you know what men are thinking about when they're just staring off into space? Nothing. We're not thinking about a thing. When when I catch myself not thinking about anything, and here's the thing about feeling dumb is that it's this feeling of like if your brain was your hand, it's the feeling that my brain is too weak to like grasp anything. Yes. So like, it's it's like the feeling of my brain not being able to think. Like you, when you and it are, it feels like a muscle being relaxed. Yeah. You you <laughs> a muscle not. Be, it, it's like after you do a bunch of reps and you and your muscles don't work anymore. That's yeah. why I'm saying it's like feeling dumb because I'm like. Oh. It's a physical and again, feeling. Again, I can barely even the thought that I am dumb is difficult to grasp. Right. Because my brain is is incapable of thinking. Yes. And it's a physical sensation. When you like And then I go, and you know what it sounds like? It sounds like Yes. Like that. Yeah, if you you fall asleep and you're on your arm and you put your arm to sleep and you wake up and you can barely move your arm and you're like, what this is I know I have an arm, but I can't really feel it, but I kind of can and I can't hold. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Well, and see, so that's why I wanted to make the distinction between when you feel dumb and the, what you explained happens to me all the time. And and so actually, when it happens to my dad, it's it's really funny for me. It has <laughs> been since I was a child when he does something stupid and then realizes that he's stupid. Yeah. or He tells me a story about that. I'm, I find that fucking delightful. And yeah. I hope I can provide that joy to my son just being an idiot and being funny about it <laughs> like but yeah that happens to me all the time realizing that i've done something really stupid mm -hmm. i i mean that happens to me too much it's it's embarrassing just internally mm. okay okay so i remember i remember what we were talking about top of the show um mm -hmm. when i failed to record i mentioned in my original awesome introduction uh, that today is February 29th. And then we talked yes. about astronomy and an extra day, but you don't need an extra day every 200 years. And you made a joke about putting on the calendar, hey, everybody, don't remember to not do anything. And that was really funny. Right. And then I started saying, you know, and it's stupid when people say you only get one birthday every four years. And then I did this stupid voice. And then you did your voice, which you're going to do right now. Well, I wanted you to see if you could talk about that one thing where you make an obscure reference. Right. I was making fun of Dennis Miller. Right. And then I launched it. Now, should I do it again for the benefit of recording? Should I just say, fuck it, we, let's move on because we got notes and stuff? What do you think? Okay, so while you were explaining it, I was almost happy that you weren't recording it because I was feeling dumb. Okay. And I couldn't fucking follow it. It seemed beyond my grasp. Again, not, not because it was boring, but right. because my brain went into... Right. And so why don't you try it again? And I'm going to I would like to understand your concept more okay. completely. OK, I'll try it again. Now, probably the easiest job in the world is Charlie Hope's sound engineer. OK, and very, very few people are going to get that reference uh, at all. And the ones who do even are going to be like, OK, and I've, it seems and to me anybody that knows Charlie Hope is probably a parent because she does kids music. I'm right. That's what you've explained to me. And and anybody that knows Charlie Hope will get that joke immediately. Right. But uh, not a whole lot will. You probably have to be a parent. 
Right. Or a and preschool then, teacher. And then I so. played you some Charlie Hope, which I'm going to do again now. <clears throat> Why won't it work? Five in the bed, and the little one said, roll over, roll over. So they all rolled over and won. So her voice is just perfect. And it's not amazing. I'm sure she's capable of amazing, but that's not what I mean. And then I said, she's no... And I'm, I, I said, she's no Freddie Mercury. But then I said, uh, she's no... Who's that guy in, in Queen? And you said... Steely Dan? No, Bob Denver. Who'd you say? I said Pee Wee Herman. Pee-wee and then Herman, I explained right. to you that every time you do that thing, which you do a lot, where you go, "Hey, who's that? Do you know who that? Who's that guy that does the thing in the that movie where they were walking down the one place?" And then I'm gonna say uh, Pee Wee Herman every time, right, or right. maybe Gilbert Gottfried. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I said the subject I want to broach is when a person seems to change subject radically and randomly. And what they're doing is making a, me- a, a metaphor or an analogy or a simile to describe what they're talking about. But you can't tell that they're doing that because the transition was so harsh. You don't realize what they're doing that until the end of the um, analogy. And then they say, that's what I mean when I'm talking about this thing. And so, yeah, it's, so it's, it doesn't become clear until they I- explain it. It seems and it's totally out of nowhere. It right. seems. Exactly. Now, so and, give us give us an example. And then the example I wanted to give was, and I you know, first I said, and this is a concept I want to use because I want to name for it because I want to break it. I want to write like write a story about there's a boardroom meeting going on. You know, a bunch of guys in suits sitting around, and one guy says, "Okay, looks like we're doing pretty good for a third quarter, but we still have that issue with procurement in Asia." Johnson, you have any thoughts on that? Johnson stands up and he says. When I was in college, we called Socrates Bugle, okay? We got Bugle from Drummond Bugle, Drummond, Mr. Drummond on different strokes. He was the father and his daughter was played by Dana Plato. She's dead now, okay? And so like Drummond was the father of Plato and Socrates was the teacher of Plato. So we called Socrates Bugle. Now, one time I was sitting in, the student commons with my friends we were talking about bugle and this british guy walked up to us and he said no the british bloke walked up to us and he said mates i'm not gonna do the british accent he says mates are you talking about chicken and we just looked at him and then he said oh i'm sorry when i was in primary school we called socrates chicken because chicken uh noodle and noodle rhymes with bugle Right. Drummond Bugle, Mr. Drummond on that American TV show, Different Strokes. Okay, Mr. Drummond was the dad. His daughter was played by an actress named Dana Plato. She's dead now. So Drummond was the father of Plato. Socrates was the father of Plato. Right. Chicken Plato. And we just looked at him and then he said, mates. And we just stared at him. And then my buddy sitting next to me said, 1776, asshole. Don't forget it. Yeah. And then this guy sits down at the board meeting and everyone around is looking at like, wait, what? What was that? And you think he's using that as a metaphor. But since I'm breaking it, it's he's not. He's just it's just random. And and that, and that to me is funny. And I want a name for that kind of transition so I can break it. I want a name for the breaking of it. I want a name for the transition. I've been talking a lot. I'm lost. OK. And then I gave an example. Right that I heard about the first time this somebody doing this. Like I just gave, I've been, I have had two examples so far. And here's another example. And the example is um, the first time I saw it and realized it was a thing. It's like, I'm watching some podcast 
Yes, I was watching it because it was one where they video it. It might have been Joe Rogan. I don't know. This was yeah. a while ago. And there was this actor on there. He used to be on Mad TV, really, really funny guy. And he said that he got kicked off of a gig by, by uh, Brad Hall. And then I asked you, Joe, do you remember Rich Hall? And you said, you said, well, say what you said. Well, yeah, I remember Rich Hall because he wrote this book called, I think he wrote this book called Sniglets. Yeah. And that's from this show on HBO from the 80s or maybe, yeah, from the early 80s called uh, Not Necessarily the News, which is basically just Weekend Update, but it right. was on HBO. Sniglets are words that apparently Rich Hall made up, and uh, and but Sniglets is a word that he made up that is just a replacement for a real word, right. which you explained as portmanteau. Right. Which is which is French. We make a, we do portmanteaus all the time. And I said he has a brother. Rich Hall has a brother named Brad Hall, and he was a comedian too. But he wasn't. I said the word ubiquitous as Rich Hall, which is wrong because Rich Hall wasn't ubiquitous. But whatever. Uh, Brad Hall kicked this guy off, and on the podcast, the guy goes, um, "Why did you kick me off?" He said, somebody said that you exposed yourself to a limo driver. And I said, I never did that. So he put me back on and they kicked me off again. I called him and said, why? He said, the guy who told me you exposed yourself to a limo driver says you're lying. And then the guy said, when I was in high school, I gave a guy a blowjob. I didn't like it. It was too salty. Now, mm -hmm. if I'm not embarrassed to share that with you, why would I lie about exposing myself to a limo driver? And that's when I said to you, Joe, that kind of harsh transition from I got kicked off of a gig to I gave a guy a blowjob in high school. That's there's got to be a word for that. And and then I want to break it. And then you started describing to me why exposing yourself to a limo driver and giving a guy a blowjob are not the same thing. They're not analogous. No. Do you want it? No. It, yeah. And his, his his example was, look, I'm not embarrassed to admit that to admit that I gave a guy a blowjob. So why would I be embarrassed to admit that I've exposed myself to a limo driver. Well, because one, there's no problem with, and the other one, exposing yourself to some limo driver randomly, there's a fucking big problem with that. So if you wanted to hide something, you would you would want to hide the thing that is, you know, bordering upon sexual assault. Right. And then I said, well, maybe he was blowing a guy he shouldn't have been blowing, um, like a senator or something. And then I think that's when I realized I hadn't been recording. Right. I thought we were By the way, about, there's yeah. nothing wrong with giving a senator a blowjob either, unless you're his intern. Well, I mean, there's, I mean, if you're doing it for nefarious reasons, like you're in high school and you're like, I want extra credit on my civics report, right? So I'm, I'm blowing this senator so he'll call up my teacher and say, this guy knows civics. And you're like, oh, well, get an A because the senator said so. And that's bad. Yeah, that would be a problem. But I don't think that's as bad as exposing yourself to a limo driver. You're right. But this analogy thing, and I, I think that... If the, limo, if the limo driver says, hey, can I see your ding dong? And then you're like, well, of course, sir. I can accommodate that. And you whip out your dick. That's completely, that's fine. Yeah, but you might be embarrassed by that. But not if you're willing to admit that you blew guy. And I, and, and I think... That type, of, that type of thing happens to me all the time, by the way. Where you were blowing somebody and you're like, well, I'm admitting it. What's the big deal? No, no, just, you know, people on the street yeah. like, hey, can we just go behind this dumpster and just show me your show me your yeah. dick? And I'm like, sure. Yeah, there's nothing so there's wrong. No, going there's no yeah. issues with that. Right. OK, I got a Larco. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Do you want to tell me about that dream first? Because you're I couldn't remember what I wanted to say. You said I had a dream and then I remembered. I can tell you about this dream. Yeah, it's bizarre. I'm going to get some water while you do that. But I'm listening. Go ahead. OK, <clears throat> so. 
every once in a while I, I wake up, I have to write down how bizarre my dream is because everybody's familiar with this thing where you have a really weird dream. And if, if you don't write it down or if you don't kind of repeat it to yourself, the details of dreams just start slipping out of your head. And then if you try to recount, ah, oh, what was that weird dream I had earlier? All of the details have have just disappeared. So I try to write dreams down to, to catch all this stuff. Yeah. So I was in this dream. I was on this small island and we're driving. It was me and, and my friend. And we're, it seemed that we were driving to school, but we're on this tiny island and we're going around these windy roads, like kind of uh, around cliffs and, and on the coast. And we're in a for some reason, we're in a, a red bug like a Volkswagen bug. Yeah. Right. And by the way, the, the guy that I was with, I haven't even thought of him in a while. And, and this guy was he was in a terrible car accident back like tw almost 20 years ago um, with another one of my friends who th there's, there's nothing funny about this. He the a car accident was terrible and, and there was a fatality. And this guy was in a coma for wow. several months. And when he woke up, he couldn't remember the last two years of his life. Wow. And and that was that's a whole other story. But th right. this is the guy that's in this red bug with me. Yeah. In the and we're we're speeding around trying to get to school. A lot of my dreams have to do with school. Yeah. You know, anxiety around school. That's a pretty common thing. I think a lot of people have weird like high school dreams, like you're not prepared for your test. You show up naked or something like that. Right. right? So right. we're going around all these curves. We're speeding around. And there are like NASCAR cars. I don't know what you call them, stock cars or whatever. Yeah. And they're coming in the other direction on the wrong side of the road. We're just like barely and they're speeding yeah. down this road. We're barely just missing these cars. I was like, this is going to fucking we're going to die here. And, and so in the dream to save myself from dying, my consciousness kind of like lifts out of the car. So now I'm like watching the car mm -hmm. and then. From that perspective, suddenly I was a I was in human form again. Okay. But I was this enormous giant looking down over the the island and like splashing through the ocean, <laughs> looking over the red bug as it sped around, dodging all these uh, NASCARs that were coming the other direction. Yeah. And I and I was kind of just like rooting for the car. I didn't and I was I felt like maybe I had a little bit of control over the car, but it was mostly me just like, come on. And then I was. You know, it's just a fucking weird feeling. Yes. And then so I'm a giant walking around in the ocean and I'm tr I'm trying. I'm also yelling at it. I'm like, oh, turn left. Ah! You know what I mean? Yeah. And, which probably booming over the island, scaring all the imaginary dream people yeah. on the island. It's a fucking huge giant uh, <laughs> marauding through the ocean. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so suddenly I I go back down to to. A smaller size and I'm on the beach I can't see the red bug anymore I'm just kind of hoping that the red bug is okay and now I'm just like a medium giant and I'm on the beach and uh, I'm like eight feet tall suddenly my all my concerns for the red bug and the NASCARs go away and I don't give a fuck about getting to school which apparently was on the other side of the island and I decide that hey I'm eight feet tall I can just walk onto this island and just go astonish people with my freakish size yeah so i decided to do that and uh it was really weird because then i was like i was like shirtless 
huge, almost like bodybuilderish, look like He-Man. <laughs> this is embarrassing. And I'm eight feet tall. I was flexing for girls on the island <laughs> as like a medium giant. But only the the imaginary dudes on the island in my dream world seemed impressed. All the girls were like, fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this whole time, even when I was a super giant and I was a weird medium He-Man giant being a weirdo trying to flex for girls, um, I didn't look like myself at all. I, it was clear to me that I looked like a completely different person. I was like this blondish frat boy looking dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and then I woke up and I was just like, what the fuck is this? Yes. It made no sense at all. And I just wanted to present that dream to you because, whew, that's Oof. a strange pastiche of that's... anxieties and, yeah. and personal foibles and, and, and personal history. I think the whole driving in a car and it's, it's something you can't control and it's dangerous is, uh, uh. A, a not uncommon dream anxiety like that you have that dream yeah that's Feel that my dream. understanding yeah and then the whole <laughs> you're flexing for girls but you don't look the way you think you are and all that i don't know about that one that's <laughs> flexing for girls yeah i was an eight foot tall like and i thought it would be impressive and i thought i could like People just be in awe of me. Right. I think that's that says something about me. Probably. But the whole time there was there was an undercurrent of embarrassment, and I mm-hmm. knew that I was being an idiot. And then that was confirmed by all these women being like, "Fucking, what is your problem?" <laughs> and then there was a bunch of the the guys who seemed impressed. I wasn't impressed with them. I was like, uh, only these fucking douchebag idiots. Right. Sorry for using douchebag, and I don't okay. like that word. But that's these, okay. yeah, these. What did we <laughs> only say the word? These, fuckheads are are impressed with my eight foot tall stature and my huge muscles and uh you're not the people you want to be embarrassed as i woke up i I, that's interesting the whole i I could i can analyze that psycho co-analyze that me and a friend can both analyze you that we made a co-analyze joke i remember that one from the show that i didn't record thanks for bringing that one back i like it but yeah the whole like uh impressing the people you don't respect and not impressing the people you do respect, that's probably another not uncommon anxiety. It yeah, probably yeah, has something to do so. with your self-esteem, your self, sense of self-worth, and like you think, I want to be those kinds of people, but unfortunately, I am those kinds of people that I don't like. Yeah. Or you're afraid well, that you are. Yeah. This, the whole car thing, I wanted to ask you, mm-hmm. I, it doesn't surprise me that that might be a common thing, like losing control of a car yeah. as a as a common theme in people's dreams. Like, a, you know, when it's this representation of feeling out of control, I guess. Yeah. Do you does that happen to you? The, yeah. The out of control car thing? Yeah. It okay. used to before I started taking uh, anti-anxiety medication. It didn't happen every day, but uh, often enough that it was a little bit disturbing. For me, it's always either I'm in a car that is suddenly backing up and turning and it's going to smash into another car in the parking lot, but it never does. But I just I'm just I just I'm just waiting for it to crash. Like, oh, it's going to. Oh. And that, that feeling keeps going because it doesn't actually crash or I'm in a car and I'm somehow controlling it, even though I'm way, way, way behind it. I can barely Whoa, see it. There, okay, there it is, Jason. Yeah. I wonder. Okay, I wonder if this is just me and you, or if that, because that phenomenon ha- happened to me a lot. It hasn't happened in a long time where you're you're controlling the car, but you're not even in it. You're way behind it, and you can't even see it. Exactly. You yeah. can't even see the car. 
I wonder how common that is or we if should that's find out. something because we have a lot in common. Our dreams yeah. kind of are, are similar in that way. Via our grandmother, we share genetics. God yes. damn, dude. Yeah. And when I was but younger. But that hasn't happened in a long time until right. this dream. This is this dream's kind of like that. I don't you, know you to took control it. of the anxiety. It, it, you... takes, it takes a different form, and my anxiety was less right. than than those dreams had normally been. Where I'm like, oh my god, the car's gone around a corner, and I have to make sure it doesn't hit anything or stay on the road. And, right. And I'm just waiting for it to crash. This was me kind of rooting for the car, hoping it didn't crash, but kind of feeling safe from it. Because you you took control. I think that shows some sort of psychologically either a, a, a maturation or acceptance of yourself but then it was later mitigated or disinmitigated or whatever word would be for that see i'm portmanteauing over here i'm i'm sniggling um <laughs> well it was, when it, it comes to co-analyzing this dream i feel like i've you've helped me reach a conclusion about yeah. maybe what it represents well i like is, i've yeah. kind of I've kind of moved away from from some anxiety in my life. I can yeah. feel it day to day. I feel less anxious in a lot of ways. And then so in the dream, I'm like I'm I'm moving away from that anxiety. And then it's almost like my brain decided to just address some other fucking weird issue. Yes. Like my narcissism. Right. <laughs> it's like, let's move on from the whole out of control thing, because the, now you're just a giant in the ocean kind of rooting for cars that might be in danger. Um, you don't feel in danger or you don't you don't feel responsible for it. And now we're just going to make you a weird narcissist beast, a giant one. and go embarrass yourself. And you can just feel that for a little bit. This is the new issue that we're going to make a reoccurring dream about. When I was younger, the dream in the car was in the car. And I think this happened to you, too. You, you told me the car is going up an incredibly steep hill, like inappropriately steep, like dangerous, like you can't see over the top. You can't. You're going almost straight up, but it's like, oh, this is going to, we're going to fall. We're going to slide. This is going to, but I haven't had that one since I was young. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one I've yeah, okay. had that one in a really long time, but yeah. Okay. Uh, we need to investigate this because I want to know if we just, if we have the same, if we have very similar dreams because we're related or we're, we're very similar or right. if this is just, these are common things. Do we do a dream episode? I think we do. We can do another one. We, sh- we should. Yeah. This one's kind of turning into one. Yeah, well, we I'll, I'll turn episode. it away from one. Look, you have notes. I have notes. I have a, I have a Larco. I actually wrote really quickly. I haven't done Larco for a while, so I could do that. I'm, yeah, I, I've oops, been talking about weird dreams. I, I didn't write it. The Larco guys wrote it. Sorry, I haven't read a Larco in a long time. Sorry, I didn't write it. Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes they make you write it too, right? You get commissioned, yeah, from time to time. So, but this one you didn't write. You're just I didn't write. No, I'm just gonna read it. Yeah, because we got like you're half not an hour. In, you're not in the red Volkswagen bug. You're just rooting for it. Yes, you know, yeah. um, a lot of serial killers use uh, bugs, Volkswagen bugs. Mm. Yeah, just so you know, I read that's, that in a book. That's bizarre. I, anyway, okay. Life on the farm is peaceful. Rustic, bucolic, but nothing can throw a monkey wrench into that barrel of monkeys faster than a rooster in your kitchen. We we all know that flu and cold viruses originate in chickens, and when a chicken sneaks into your house through the doggy door, there aren't enough limes to handle those kinds of coronas. But now, Larco has you covered like a gigantic velvet reusable snot wipe. Introducing 
Cockblocker, world's first poultry-proof doggy door. Old Rover can let himself in and out as much as he pleases while you sleep, secure in the knowledge that Captain Featherbanger and his harem of hens aren't holding a rave in your living room. The Larco Cockblocker uses the latest cock detection technology and patented foul foiler processor with a success rate of 98.2%. That's better than condoms. Protect your family, protect yourself. Go and get a cockblocker today and get back to that bacalic thing. <laughs> okay. I asked, I think I mentioned this before. I'm asking the Larco guys shorter, minute or less. And that was a okay. little bit over a minute, but yeah. Is it bacalic, bacalic? Bo- I'm bo- not sure how to pronounce that. that but you know the word, right? Well, that. I don't know what I don't know what the definition of bacolic. I think it bacolic. means something like farmy, you know, like oh. lush, like like a uh, pastoral. I was just thinking in Hawaii, a cock blocker would be really good. Yeah, a lark a larko cock blocker. On Maui, chickens everywhere. Yeah, on Maui, yeah. Maui, yeah. It's not bacolic. It's bucolic. Bucolic. Um, okay. It's bucolic, which means. Relating to the pleasant aspects of the countryside and country life. Oh, and they have a little pronouncer thing. Bucolic. There you go. Did you hear that? Bucolic. Very good. Okay. Well, we got a couple of Brandy Corners. Brandy Corner. Orner. 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 Not bad. Okay. Not good. <clears throat> anyway, Brandy just says silly things. And uh, so every once in a while, I'll tell a Brandy story. She was trying to give my wife some advice because my wife is pregnant mm-hmm. and uh, she's talked to her friends. Brandy's like, hey, you know, you're pregnant. So now you can just you can just eat whatever you want. Yeah. You know, that's a perfect excuse to just eat whatever you want. Yeah. You know, and and <laughs> Laura's like, well, you shouldn't just eat whatever you want and just let yourself go when you're pregnant. That's not it's not healthy. And Brandy's like, well, I've got an idea. Why don't you just eat whatever you want? Just eat, eat, eat and then just and then just puke it up. And And my wife's like. Brandy, that's bulimia. And Brandy goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brandy forgot what bulimia was. She stumbled across this wonderful way to eat whatever you want and not absorb any calories and not have to worry about it. And, yeah, she independently uh, <laughs> came up with bulimia. <laughs> She was also talking to us. We were out at breakfast and we're talking about Uber ratings. And I wanted to ask you, do you know, I don't know how often you Uber. I don't Uber very often, but like I have a really high Uber rating. It's like, I don't know, 4.98 or something like that. As a passenger. As a passenger. Yes. Uh, Everybody has a rating. And uh, and apparently if you're down around like even 4.8 or Mm 4.7 there's some like threshold where like below that you're an asshole right and it's it's known i don't know if do do you know what your rating is and if you're an asshole or if i mean it's probably like a a g or something well brindy was complaining to us she's like i've got a super low uber rating and i don't know why and then i remember that if if brindy is in a car with me or anybody Mm-hmm. If she's not driving, she's constantly complaining about how you drive. Whether oh, yeah. you're making a bad decision or not, she's overreacting and telling you to do things. She's a terrible backseat driver, but mostly she's just scared of everything that you're doing. Okay. Right? And I'm like, hey, Brendy, when you're in an Uber, are you constantly criticizing the driving? And she's like, uh, yeah, I guess so. But I'm, you know, look, my life is in their hands. 
you know, they, they, they should drive better. And I'm like, well, it might affect your rating a little bit. And then she's like, well, yeah, I also kind of comment on the cleanliness of their car and like w- what wow. it smells like. <laughs> and by the way, the whole time while we're at breakfast, she was kind of rudely speaking to the waitress. Oh, <laughs> really? That's yeah, not cool. So she's kind of like, apparently all of this could be justified. If you go, if you, if you're in a car and it stinks and somebody's like about to kill you all the time, you really want to say something about it. Yeah. And if you're a waiter or if, if your server at a restaurant is just fucking up left and right, I mean, you, you might want to redirect them, I guess, but yeah. I'd say, you know, even be careful about that. They could just be super busy and it's no fault of theirs. And, they're just trying their best. So stop fucking with your server. Yeah. But uh, so she's like, yeah, I, I don't know. And then I just gave this example. I'm like, you know, if you, <laughs> you should stop criticizing your, your drivers, you'll get a better you'll get a better Uber rating. And I, I, was, I was like, don't step into a car and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, let's go down to the Civic Center. You know, your car smells like AIDS. <laughs> 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 this is an example don't yeah don't don't, don't do say that because <laughs> then you'll have a very low uber rating yeah uh brandy so that's that's my brandy corner i like that for today okay i have some notes too one of my notes is um laughter is the best medicine but no one laughs at aids but i just laughed okay maybe i could do wait you actually ha- you had an aids note and i had an aids note yeah yeah weird how about them okay. apples um, I'm going to check. The we should room. stop joking about AIDS. Yeah, we should. I mean, it's all right. I, I, yeah, we should. So tell you what, I'll give you some headlines and you can pick the one I'll talk about. One is, um, Hey Joe, want to bang breast is best or, um, come hell or Hiawatha. Uh, let's go with, Hey Joe, want to bang. Okay. That one's dumb. There's a, there's a drink, a, a energy drink called bang. Um, and it's got CoQ10 in it. I don't know what CoQ10 is, but I I like the way it sounds. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get me some CoQ10. Uh, again, I have no idea. So A mix between, like, cocaine and butane? No, it this, sounds like a really irresponsible way to spend your free time. Yeah, CoQ10. it is. But it's... From Larco. Except it's it's Co, the letter Q, and then the, and the number 10. So I'm just saying it wrong. CoQ10. Not oh, CoQ10. But we're going to call today's show CoQ10. Very good. Um, but uh, there's a, it's, it's it's this thing. They have all kinds of crazy flavors. It's full of like, um, uh, uh, what are those? Uh, those chromiums are those things you put in your body to make muscles that don't actually work, but they put them in energy drinks. Anyway, it's called Bang. And so I just thought it'd be funny to go up to somebody and say, hey, want a bang? And like, oh, my God, you're going to hand them this energy drink. Because no, this has got CoQ10 in it. And like, oh, I thought you. OK, yeah. So that was that. Well, the next time you come down here, the next time I'm up at your house, oh, I think that you should have a six pack of Bang. Yeah. Just so you can you can take advantage of that, and yeah. you can actually say that line. Hey, Joe, you want a Bang? And people be like, oh, what the fuck? And then suddenly you just present a can of Bang. Oh, it's a drink. That's how people talk. And I'm trying to envision what the can looks like, and I'm guessing that the word bang has an exclamation point. It, it doesn't. Am I right? It doesn't if our, as far as I can remember. It doesn't. It should. It should. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Bang. I want to hear hell or Hiawaska or Hiawatha. Hiawaska? Oh, that was going to be – it was just 
Um, I was thinking that that would be a funny name for a good name for a movie about, you know, a uh, um, first citizen woman who is taking revenge on some asshole settlers that are being bad. And they're like, you know, come hell or Hiawatha and she kills them because they deserve it. Right. Oh, I'm, I'm on board. Yeah. Okay. I just thought that would be cool. Yeah. Well, we're going to do a, do you a hear nerd, breast? a nerd episode, yeah. right? There We've is. never done that before. And that will encompass all of nerd culture, which seems to be almost everything now. So we're, maybe it'll just be a random episode. But you're talking about like actual comic books, maybe. Yeah, right? I want to get into like Big Bang Theory. There's Bang again. Big Bang Theory nerds. Not them, not that show, but the way they depict nerds, the stereotype. I want to I want to delve into that. Not just talk about the, the stereotype. stereotype. So want, that's not just I'm into Star Trek and no, but I do and, want to talk about those things too. I mean, like okay. let's talk about that kind of nerddom. Let's talk about how we are those kinds of nerds. Let's talk about comic books. Let's talk about video games. Let's talk about hentai or whatever. I don't know anime. But in the when they talk when they're Manga. presenting the stereotype of a nerd on Big Bang Theory, it it also is. I'm a nerd in that I'm academically, you know, advanced. Yeah, we'll so talk about that on the show. Being a nerd, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll talk about that on that show for sure. Well, I was going to bring on who I consider quintessential nerds yeah. onto the show, which would, you know what, Ian, Ian Sane is is pretty nerdy himself, I would say. But but Ryan, the White Chocolate Fog, and and Gus Powell, yeah, those guys are nerds. I'd say in in some ways they're academically advanced. They're well-read guys yeah. at the at the very least, but mm-hmm. they're also very nerdy when it comes to certain books and comics and uh, yeah. that the pop culture side of nerddom, they're they've got it in in spades. So we can do that. And, and so I have notes here about nerddom, but I'm going to save those for the nerd okay. show. I've and I was afraid this might be a nerd one too, but Street Fighter 2, <laughs> this is more of – it's just a video game thing. But I feel like the video games are kind of a nerdy thing too, depending. Yeah, absolutely. You know, well, and Street Fighter 2 at this point is a very retro game. I don't know if anybody is familiar with Street Fighter 2, if our listener is familiar with it. But I think it was it was a late 80s game maybe, early mm-hmm. 90s game. It was, uh, it was on the Super Nintendo – for me, in my childhood, Street Fighter Two was really an arcade thing. I and right. then eventually I ended up playing it at friends' houses and stuff. I never had it at my house, but Street Fighter Two. And can can you can you name Jason any of the characters from Street Fighter Two? Do you um, remember any of those? Uh, nope. Well, so you never played it? No, um, I was. So I remember didn't like they, did Blanca. they make it into a movie? Yeah, they did. I, I remember was, it being terrible with Raul Julia. Yeah. Yeah. But they had like a, a couple different characters like um like Blanca, which seemed like a big like the Incredible Hulk, except he had an orange mullet okay. and and he had huge teeth and claws too, so he was kinda like a half werewolf Incredible Hulk with an orange mullet. Okay. And uh, you know, there was there was Ken and Ryu, and that's where that's where that whole Hayuken you know, that's yeah. where that comes from is, is Street Fighter 2. People still make references to that. And those were just two kind of karate guys. And then they had like <laughs> karate, a karate woman, which is Chun-Li. And yeah. that was the character I always played. And right. at least among the friends I played with, I was able to kick everybody's ass with, with Chun-Li. Yes. And uh, this guy, a friend of mine, 
every once in a while I go on I go on Facebook and this guy he he got a Super Nintendo and he's now playing Super Nintendo with his kid who's like 10 years old. So he yeah. feels like he's he's revisiting his childhood because when he was 10, he was playing Super Nintendo. He's playing uh, Street Fighter 2. So he's got these images of him playing Street Fighter 2. And I was like, I got to go over to his house and and see if I still have some like Chun-Li skills. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And so I don't often post on Facebook or respond to other people's posts, but I said, Here, here's what I responded to his post. I said, ooh, shit, I'm going to chun lee that ass one day. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and I hit post before I realized, I don't know, I don't know if that's a good thing to put on social media. Yeah. Something just seems off about it. But immediately he was like, Rogan, Rogan. yeah, there you go. Rogan, Hyle Rogan, Rogan. Anyway. <laughs> so he immediately responds. He goes, bring it, Joe Neal. Bring it. <laughs> he, he, goes, he goes, oh, and I can't remember a damn move, by the way. This will be really sad. You'll kick my ass. Yeah. <laughs> and then I said, hey, I was an expert at the Chun-Li move where I alternate between kicking you in the face, chest, and groin so fast that my feet turn into a glowing blur. Yeah. And then I said, also, I was pretty good at Street Fighter 2. <laughs> I like so that's it. my Street Fighter 2 on Facebook thing. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. Did you want me to talk about breast is best? Yeah, yeah. We need to get... If you had those three notes, of course, yeah. I have to hit all three of them. So what's breast is best? Okay, so... Is it the best of the three notes? Uh, I don't know. Probably not. This It's dumb again. I don't know why I bring stuff up. But, uh, you know, my, I have a son. He listens to music. He listens to Daniel Tiger. Daniel Tiger is this cartoon from um, the Mr. Rogers era, I guess. I remember Daniel Tiger. Yeah. And Daniel Tiger. And, you know, they, they give little ice lessons like, hey, if you got to take a, a crap... Find a potty and then wash your hands, you know, like don't don't, don't just he taught drunk. kids how to do things. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things they talk about and I'll play it for you a little bit um, is they talk about how if you're sick, you should rest. Right. You should just get yourself so here. Let me just rest is best. Rest is best to get cozy yeah. in your PJs. So dream the um, way. whenever I hear that, because my son like plays it all the time. Um, whenever I hear that, instead of rest is breast, what goes through my rest is best, what goes through my head is breast is best, right? Because I'm, I'm a pervert and that's, you know, funny. Yeah, yeah. But here's the this thing. This is the thing. Oh, go, go ahead. I was going to say, I was trying to think of how could that be, you know, an actual lyric to a song? Like, what would you be singing so that that's the, the, the best? And I thought, you know, when it comes to eating chicken, breast is best, right? That makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. I thought I could do, do better chicken, than that. You could go the chicken way or yeah. you could go the pervert way. Well, no, I was thinking the way to go is like, when it comes to titties. No, no. When it comes to tits, those birds are kind of cool. But, you know, mammaries are better. There's a tit. That's a kind of bird. And then there's a tit. That's like a, a breast. And if I have to choose between the two, I'm choosing the, the booby, right? Which is also a bird. Yeah, it's also a bird. Shit. Tits and boobies are both birds. So right. You have kind of the same disorder as I do where you're you're obscenitizing songs without your own consent. Your brain yeah. obscenitizes songs and then you kind of just have to contend with that. Yeah, that's I'd no be good. like, 
Some people call me an ass man, but breasts is best. Yeah, there you go. Good one. Breast is best. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. obscenitizing songs involuntarily can sometimes be a drag. Yeah. I think. But it made I me- mean, it happens to me a lot. If I get, I was thinking, because I'll just be driving around and I'm singing stuff that no one should ever hear and no one ever will. Right. And, I mean, the, the the songs that I present on this show are are pretty rough and some people just want to hold their ears and they they have less respect for me after they hear it but like it's nothing compared to the stuff that i'm compulsively doing in my truck when i'm driving around gotcha it gets real bad and also when i'm cooking breakfast stuff gets real bad oh does just okay yeah and again i i can't i don't even want to give an example i could i could snap into that mode right now and and it would just it would just be it wouldn't even be clever it's there's nothing funny about it it's just tourette's obscenity in song (laughs) right okay well i have one more gonna stop i'm just kind of i I can now i can commiserate with you because clearly it happens to you commiserate i have one other thing but it's really i'd rather you talk for a while because we have, well, we have five my wife left. and I have this thing that we do to our dog. You wow. want to hear about that really quick? Yeah, that's what a heck of a intro. <laughs> well, I don't know if it'll be funny to anyone else, but I, oh man, it just cracks us up and we yeah. can't stop doing it. And maybe it's cruel. Um, and I know your imagination maybe is running wild right now, but yeah. <laughs> so our dog will come up. He'll sit down. He's very attentive. You've met our dog, Jesus yeah. Barking Christ. He's yeah. a golden retriever. He's very smart. He's very attentive. He'll come up to us. He'll sit down. He'll look at us. And the the whole thing is he's kind of like, okay, what's happening next? Or like, can't we, can we do something? Like I'm here for you. Let's spend time together. What's next? And right. he's just looking, looking you square in the eye yeah. with anticipation. Right. And my wife one day looked him right in the eye and she was like, Hey, Ozzy, everybody called and nobody likes you. <laughs> And I, I just love that line that the Laura Pauline came up with that line. Yeah. She wanted to tell my dog that everyone called her and said that they didn't like our dog. Right. And right. she she wanted to t- she was trying to hurt his feelings. <laughs> and then it worked. He, he looked totally like defeated when she said that. And so we so we like bear down on it. Is this cruel? Because then I'd be like, yeah, Ozzy. You know, I don't know what it is about you, but people just they don't like you. Right. And and <laughs> and, and they told us they called us to say that they don't like you. Yeah. No one likes you. And he just and his eyebrows kind of like go up and he like he, he looks over down to the corner and then he looks <laughs> back and he, he just looked so fucking sad. <laughs> and, and we and we keep telling him well, about how nobody likes him. Well, yeah. the next time you're actually here, we'll do it. Yeah. I want to join in. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm planning on hurting my dog's feelings. I want to do that. I'm like, hey, man, I want you to join in because you got to see how, how right. hurt my dog is emotionally when we do this to him. I think it's wonderful. Anyway. Like the very idea, you know, that like dogs, that's they're just so they trust you unconditionally. And so this the idea that like. Everybody in the world called, right? Clearly impossible. Like, yeah, okay. Uh-huh. And then and like nobody likes you. They're like, Well, that's the end of my world. You know, like just unconditional. Well, and that's how it worked too. She was like, Hey, Ozzy, everybody called. And he was like, Oh, cool. Like, everyone called? And he's like, Yeah, and no one likes you. And he was like, Oh fuck. 
there's a video where a guy's doing something like that, but I don't know if I can find it because it's really hard to find. But it's this this doc. Is that where like the cat ate the bacon? Something maybe. Yeah, let me see. Bacon that's like maple. Turn it up. Flavor. The maple yeah. kind. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I took that out, and I thought. Yeah. I know who would like that. Me. So I ate it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the dog looks away. He's just so upset. But I went back. It's a great me. video. Yeah. Too. Just a few minutes ago, and I put something together really special. You're gonna love this one. I took some chicken. Yeah. I put some yeah, yeah. I put some cheese on it, and I covered it with covered it with what? I covered it with cat treats. Yeah. Then guess what? What? I gave it to the cat. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> tell uh, tell a... our listener how to how to search for that in so, case they haven't seen it. It used I, to be a big thing, I think. Yeah, it was. It was viral for ten minutes. Um. Yeah, you could. What the title here on YouTube is "Ultimate Dog Tease Video Becomes Viral Sensation." Episode one: Cute Animals. ABC News. There Ultimate you know. Dog Tease should probably do yeah. it. Yeah, that'll probably go yeah. right to the top. I wonder if there's one more thing I can really quick show. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this, but let's see if this works out. Can you hear? My What's... father made the appointment. Oh, of course. Welcome. Uh, how are you today? Fine. Can you hear that? You. Yeah. Okay. Turn up a little bit. Uh, let's see. What the fuck is this? I'll tell you. Over here. Those on the same volume. You may begin your confession. Are you ready? Uh, oh, don't be afraid. Come over here close to me and tell me your sins. Your father made you come to confess something. As your priest, I have to know what it is so I can ask forgiveness from God himself. Now, how Sounds like your dad. Oh, gosh, no. Your shame shows you're repentant, my dear, you see. Ah, yes, no one knows better than I the strength of temptation, my dear. My what nice breasts. <laughs> Good God. Yeah, it was, it's... It's an adult film, and it's from a long time ago, and it's overdubbed, and it's just hilarious. These these lines oh, that keep each other. that's an adult film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this priest is, you know. Somehow that makes me feel better. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. Good God. I'm afraid to go. Oh, I thought so. Now just lie back. <laughs> okay, I'll stop torching you. All right, this show was really weird, like strange and, and messed up. I'm sorry for not recording at the beginning. And now I'm all like weird and all over the place. If this is the first time you listen to JBC, ladies and gentlemen, I can assure you they're usually this bad, but in a different, more consistent way. This is bad on its own. Now, th this one might be tough to listen to. Yeah, but, yeah just know, to... We, so we do a lot of shows and yeah. we don't give them. No, we don't. So next week. This is that thing I was talking about where we stry sand ourselves. Yeah. We, we call attention to something that we don't want attention to. So I just want to say, stop dry sanding yourself. Yeah. Stop dry sanding yourself. I should do that. Uh, next week, nerds. Yeah. Hey, nerds. we should explain. Dry sand. Explain what the dry sand effect is. What did she do? It's like, I don't remember exactly, but something along the lines of there were some pictures on the internet, or there's a quote by her that very few people actually knew about. But some people knew about it, and then she said, hey, stop talking about that. And now everyone's like, oh, what is it? And then it suddenly it became a big thing. 
Only because it she went said viral. stop. Yeah. She called. Yeah. Do it. yeah. Yeah. It's the ultimate in irony. It's like when Darth Vader, he's on, uh, he's chasing down, uh, what's her name? Princess Leia. And she jettisons R2-D2 onto Tatooine. And he hooks up with Luke Skywalker, who ends up being the person that blows up the Death Star. Spoiler alert. So if Darth Vader hadn't done that, Luke Skywalker would still be on that farm on Tatooine. And so, or is it Dantooine? I, I get all my ooings confused. Anyway, it's like that. Vader sort of strisanded himself, but in a really long movie way. Yeah, and it seems even more consequential. It's a bigger deal. Maybe it should be called Vadering Yourself. Yeah. But I like Streisanding, yeah. Streisanding. We'll talk about nerds. We do, we do it all the time. Yeah. We'll talk about nerds. Oh, another thing I want to talk about. Shoot, I, I, knew, I, I knew there was something else. I want to talk about Minecraft. <laughs> but you know what? We'll put it on the nerd show because that is nerdy. Yeah, that's a video game that is if in the you're, realm of nerddom. If you're like from the ages, I want to say 9 to 16, it's not nerdy. It's fine because it's it's pretty actually cool. And I'm looking forward to getting my son into it. But if you're 48 yeah, I think years it's, old. It's good, for, it's good for kids. Oh, yeah, it's too. freaking awesome. The guy who invented it's kind of a jerk, but he's not involved with it anymore, so that's good. Um, but yeah, uh, if you're a 48-year-old man and you play Minecraft, ugh. in fact, here's I'm gonna use for yeah, I'm gonna put a picture of. Uh, have you heard of magnetiles, Joe? Yeah, yeah. My my son's got some magnetiles, and I like playing with them more than he does. And since I've been playing a lot of Minecraft, magnetiles is refrigerant. No, no, magnetiles are these little colored squares with magnets on the edges so you can click them together to build structures. Oh, I was just thinking about, like, the alphabet magnets on the refrigerator. No, Jesus. no, these are so like... I, yeah, I don't know what magnetiles okay. are. Okay. I'll put a picture up on our website. Right. And it's not the same as Minecraft, but sort of in the sense that you have these square things you stick them together to build stuff. Um... um and I want to talk about I'll talk about that on the nerd show. Magnetiles, it's a nerdy thing. Yeah. Okay. And I was going to use the picture of the magnetiles for today's episode, but I think I'll, I'll do it for the nerd episode because it'll be more relevant. And for today's episode, I'll use a different photo that you'll be familiar with. Oh, shit, I just dropped my mouse. And we forgot to shout. So. Tune in next time to Just Because that's a good one. Where's the stop button? Oh, there it is. Cool.